Hey yo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host Corey, and this is the Press Next Podcast. Welcome back to another week of the Press Next Podcast. No, girl, welcome you back because I had it all last okay. week and I don't think everybody was a fan of just me. This is true. <laughs> well, it was very short, so you can't you can't hate on them too much. But if you are seeing clips of this video or if you are watching the podcast, you will see that I no longer look like a potato chip. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You never look like a potato chip. Yes, I do. Uh, but that 1080 does do something. Or a my camera bit, looked like it was a my yeah. camera looked like it was a potato chip. <laughs> We've been using her native um webcam in her computer. And so I gave her my webcam. And for some reason, I don't know why I didn't do this in the first place. I have a, like an actual DSLR. So mm-hmm. I've just been using my my actual camera as a webcam, um, and so it looks good over here. I'm just trying yes. to figure out the latency, but I we'll get we there. Both look good. You look you look good. You, you look, look good. good. Uh, welcome in everybody. Uh, welcome in new listeners, new viewers. Welcome to the Press Next Podcast. We love that you are here. Welcome yes. back to everybody. We are in the month of September. Yes, today <sighs> is officially the first day of fall. Yes, and first it day of felt fall. so nice outside. I tell you, when the weather drops below 70 or at least 80, I get like instant serotonin. I'm talking <laughs> like I woke up this morning and went outside and it was 60 degrees. And I was like, mm. oh, yes, yes, this is the life for me. Okay, this I feel that. It did feel great this morning. And I text her earlier too, like, man. I'm riding with my windows down, no AC, listening to Anderson Pack, just blasting it. Like this mm-hmm. is this is the life, and I'm hoping that we get this weather uh, from now until it gets like even cooler. I'm tired of the hot weather. So September, yeah. though, for us on the podcast means that we are still in our fall, y'all, mix of stuff. Uh, yes. So if you have not been listening, all of our stuff has been fall themed, um, and it will be fall themed until we hit the big month. Our yes, one year October. anniversary, October's coming around, Fright Fest. With that being said, we will on Monday drop our list of scary movies. So That's it'll right. be a list of scary movies that we're going to watch every day. We'll watch one a day. <laughs> That's going to be a lot, but we are going to do it, are we not? We are. And actually, I don't know if you saw the DM that I sent you on Twitter, but... Um, for our listeners who are also into horror and ready for the month of October and all that comes with it. Well, first of all, of course, um, Freeform, uh, formerly known as ABC Family, is going to have their 13 Nights of Christmas. I think that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's going to be taking place, which I'm excited about because they usually have the classics on there. But... Um, that the streaming, the horror streaming site, Shudder, um, I believe that they actually have a 30-day trial. So Yeah, hop on that. Um, 30-day free trial. So I think we're gonna we're gonna check that out because apparently Shudder has all all of the horror movies on there. They really so do. And a lot of the gonna, classics. 
Yeah. A lot gonna... of like some Rob Zombies. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going to be pulling a lot of our movies, I feel like. So really looking yeah. forward to it. We'll have a we'll have a list of stuff that we're gonna watch that even stuff that we'll rent, and then we'll have a list that we suggest you watch. You know, if you have like Netflix mm-hmm. or Hulu and stuff like that. So we'll have a couple of lists for you. Uh, so that way, if you don't have Shutter, but if Shutter is free for thirty days, just go ahead and right. hit that trial. You feel me? Right. Exactly. You get the whole month for the free ninety nine. Let's go. Make sure you hit that exactly. cancel if you don't want it. But if you exactly. want to keep it up, you feel me? <laughs> um, but until reminder. we. Until we get there, we are so excited. I'm super excited for October, but I'm also excited for this week and next week. Uh, this week, we may get a little bit not PG. <laughs> so if you have kids listening, go ahead, go to bed. It's time to tuck the kids in uh, because we're going to talk about one of Katie's favorite movies of all time. Ooh, you like how I remember that? I do. Friends with Benefits. And if you have not hey. seen it. You can already guess what it is because mm-hmm. you're an adult and you know what that means. And if you don't know what it, yes. it means, kids, don't Google it. Just live your life and you'll figure out at some point. Yeah. So I I think we uh, wound up on Friends with Benefits because we talked about sports. Uh, we talked about 9-11, of course. We're talking about Friends with Benefits because it is getting into the cooler months, which I like to call cuffing season. So Mm. people are getting into relationships. People want to have somebody for the holidays. I feel like it's just a really good time for relationships this time of year. Um, People are kind of inside more and so not running around in the streets. Uh, so the nice yeah, cool cuff- dates start popping because you can yeah. dress night and not and not be sweating and stuff like of that. Of course, of course, it's the best time of the year. So um, we wanted to talk about relationships. So we'll be discussing the movie Friends with Benefits, like Corey said, is one of my favorite movies. And then we'll just be talking all things relationships and just kind of yes. talking about our experiences. And then um, I think we're next week probably going to be talking about education a little. So Yes, yes, indeed. And then we will be in the month of October. So if you are ready, we're going to get started. Before Actually, before we get started, I want to tell you right now, please, again, uh, if you are listening for the the first time, um, we say this every time. We love your support for listening, but we also love your financial support. Um, That way we can continue to upgrade cameras and things of that sort. Uh, and give you a better experience. So if you want to give us some money, help us out, um, hit us up on Venmo or Press Next or or Venmo or Press Next Podcast. Huh. Mm-hmm. Hit, hit us up on Venmo or what is the damn cash app? Cash app thank you. At Press Next Podcast. Um, and send us a little coin, drop a fiver, whatever you want to do. Uh, we will appreciate it all and we will use it all. Um, I got five exactly. On it. Ethically to help grow our business and give you a better experience. Uh, work with sponsors and, and other people. Um, also, give us a follow on all of our platforms and please drop a review. And when you do that or anything else, remember, I said last week we're going to commandeer that popcorn emoji. Tag us on IG. Use the popcorn emoji. Uh, let us know how life is going. The other thing I want to say is if you have not watched this film, we're about to talk about it. And we may be giving away some spoilers. So, you can go watch this film if you want to. Friends with Benefits. It's pretty cool. Has Justin Timberlake, Mila Kunis. Good movie. Yeah. So um, this. If not, don't listen, but go ahead. Yes. This film is often compared to No Strings Attached because it was really weird, right? Like very both similar. movies have, they're very similar. They have the same feel. Uh, they released around the same time. 
One's got Mila Kunis. One's got Ashton Kutcher. So it was very weird. But I always preferred this one. And it is one of my favorite movies. It's just a feel-good movie for me. You know, when you're kind of in a funk and you're like, I want to put on my favorite movie. This is what I always go to. Because I know it's going to make me feel good. Um, but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll that, talk about this. That happened. This one actually performed uh, better. Really? Than uh, No Strings Attached. No surprise and to me. No Strings Attached act- Attached came in January and or released in January and this one released in July. And often this actually happens of in the Hollywood. the same year though? Yeah, 2011. That's so weird. Um, but I'm going to tell you why it's actually not weird. So okay. what happens a lot of times in Hollywood is people have a script and they'll shop around a script, right? Uh, to see what, what company will is able to buy the script and produce the script and stuff like that. And what will happen is sometimes they'll leak the, somebody will like leak a script mm-hmm. and in order for the other person not to make it, like another studio, like we're going to make this movie. Uh, and then they make the movie. So it's oftentimes you'll see two very similar movies come out at the same time. And it's mm-hmm. probably because one person actually wrote a script that was great and it ended up leaking. And so the people, and now it's like a rush to money. Yeah. Um, but I like, I like both of them, but like you said, I prefer this movie. So an overview, please, as I sip on my Heineken Zero Zero, which means alcohol-free, but I do like beer, so I'm going to sip it. Yeah, so um, let me actually pull up the official overview. But while I'm doing that, um, go ahead and follow us on all of our social media platforms. Instagram, I'm going to try to get better about posting things in the stories. That way you can engage with us. I want to do a lot more um, like polls and kind of get your feedback. That way we can engage more with you. So, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook page, follow us. All of it. All of it. Yeah. So the plot of this movie is Jamie Rellis, an executive headhunter, which is Mila Kunis in New York recruits, uh, Dylan, who is Justin Timberlake, a Los Angeles art director, um, to interview for a position with GQ magazine. Fresh. Initially skeptical because he didn't want to shit the bed. If you <laughs> if you watch the movie, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Dylan accepts the job after a night exploring the city with Jamie. He moves to New York, signing a one-year contract that earns Jamie a commission, and they become close platonic friends. One night after agreeing that sex should not require emotional attachment, they have purely casual sex. Mm-hmm. After several trysts, Together, Jamie decides to start dating again, and she and Dylan would simply return to being just friends. Jamie meets Parker, an oncologist. After five dates, they consummate their relationship, only mm. for him to break up with her in the morning. Damn. When when Jamie's free-spirited mother, Lorna, abandons their 4th of July weekend plans, Dylan persuades Jamie to travel with him to Los Angeles. Aww. There she meets his sister, Annie, nephew, Sammy, who thinks he's a magician. That's, <laughs> that's not on there, but I added that. And his father, who suffers from early stages of Alzheimer's disease. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Though Jamie and Dylan assure his family that they are merely friends, they spend an intimate night together and have sex again. The next day, Jamie overhears Dylan telling Annie that Jamie is too damaged for him to date. Hurt, she flies home and ignores Dylan's attempts to reach her. He finds her on the roof of a skyscraper, of a skyscraper, a place she showed him the day they met, where she reveals that she overheard everything he said and ends their friendship. 
Sometime later, Jamie discovers that Dylan may be leaving GQ for another job before his contract ends, which would affect her commission. She confronts him, leading to another argument. Jamie spends time with her mother while Dylan meets his father at Newark Liberty International Airport. In a moment of Alzheimer's-induced confusion, his father mistakes a passerby for a woman from his past. Regaining his lucidity, he explains that he met the love of my life before marrying Dylan's mother, but let her go. Dylan's father urges him not to do the same and to reconcile with Jamie. Realizing his true feelings for Jamie, Dylan calls Lorna to set up an excuse for Jamie to go to Grand Central Station, where he surprises her with a flash mob, dancing to jump and closing time. Closing time. Yes. (laughs) I was about to sing it, so I'm glad you did. Did you see me get ready? After confessing... Uh, After confessing his feelings for her and sharing a passionate kiss, Dylan suggests they go on their first real date. They go go across the street to a Pershing Square cafe and are unable to keep their hands off of each other. In a post-credit scene, Dylan and Jamie watch outtakes from the fictional romantic comedy seen throughout the film, which Mm, I think mm, is mm, supposed mm. to resemble like Sleepless in Seattle or something. Yes. I'm not sure. You know what? This this is probably the greatest... um, synthesized plot you know what i'm saying like yeah plot that we've written written yeah read. that tells you literally everything yeah. that happened <laughs> yes and it was like a, i mean there's like intricacies right like right. uh the closing time and jump doesn't really hit unless you know why it hits right right so in the film that's like their song and he's um Remember he goes he goes rapping like every word of that song. Right. Don't try to compare us to another bad little fad. I'm not mad and I'm bad. Hey. You're something that you never had. Never had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's wiggity 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 wet. Hey, you hey. Oh my gosh. Listen, listeners uh and viewers, Katie has like never hit that. And she just hit that, that perfectly. I just hit it. I just hit it perfectly. She just hit that perfectly. Hooray if to you. Know you know me. <laughs> thank pat you. yourself if, on the back. If you know me, I don't talk fast. My tongue gets tied very easily. So I've never been able to hit the wiggity, wiggity, wiggity whack, but uh, I just did. Tongue gets tired, huh? Mm-hmm. Ah, it's ha, the ha. mic. <laughs> it is the mic. You you uh you get off on the pressure, right? As the audience, right there. So you gotta get exactly. it, gotta get it right that uh, that time. So congratulations to you. But thank you. Um, that is the movie in a gist. Like these two people um meet each other. You can kind of tell that there's like. Some something in the air you yeah. know what i'm saying like there's something there they have like this synergy and they really just do want to be friends but also they're like you know what we're two adults mm-hmm. we can be friends and have sex i find you attractive you find right. me attractive um and that i guess in the end seemed to work out for them because they both wanted a relationship but watch this film mm-hmm. i love it it's literally one of katie's favorite movies you have it on DVD over there on the bookshelf, correct? I do. Um, and it's like one of our like go-to movies when we're like, oh, I don't know what to watch. I think I may actually say. have two copies, so... That's ridiculous. You got one it from my... Hastings? No, 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 no. I have a copy, and then I think I had a roommate who had a copy. I can't remember if it was Katie, So Kaylee. you stole it? You a thief. No. <laughs> she, got them, got... she got them fingers on it, y'all. I think it just got uh, thrown in I there. can't say nothing, because Tajay uh, back in... Freshman year of college. This is almost 10 years ago, if not more. Freshman year of college. Uh, he had the box set of the boondocks. And uh, he oh, let me borrow Oh, is that how it. you have that? Watch your mouth. <laughs> okay, watch your mouth. I still got it. Tajay, I'm sorry. Uh, but I'll be watching it, though. So 
You feel yeah. me? Because the one that's on Hulu, you can stream it on Hulu, but don't have the cuss words. And like, if you don't have the cuss words for Boondocks, Boondocks, yeah, it's not really like it's not funny. No, it True. is funny. It's just like that's just not. It don't really fit the culture. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of want it, you. you know, unfiltered and raw. Mm-hmm. So the moral of the story here is that Katie is a thief. Give that give that person back their copy of Friends with Benefits. Kaylee, Katie, if one of you had a copy of Friends with Benefits and you no longer do, hit me up. Your girl stole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I already know the answer to this question, but let's talk about it. Um, rate the movie, one through ten. All right. I'm giving it an eight. No, I'm just kidding. An eight? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. So... As far as like production and cheesiness and all that, I'm gonna give it an eight. But in my personal opinion, I give it a ten because for me, it's my favorite movie. It's a feel good movie for me, at least. I know exactly what's gonna happen. I know how it's gonna end. I know all of the little jokes that are coming. It is just such a good movie for me. If you don't know, I am a huge Justin Timberlake fan. Huge Justin Timberlake fan. I would. Let's move I on. I love him and his wife. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So when me and Corey first started dating, actually, we were talking about like our famous crushes and I mentioned Justin Timberlake and he was like, oh, that's so funny because I literally have a crush on Jessica Biel. And have so. since freaking, uh, freaking Seventh Heaven days. Stop yeah. playing with me. Stop playing with me. So... Uh, that's and crazy. then, of course, Mila Kunis. I think she crushes everything that she does. Love her. She's incredible. Um, they both do a really good job at this role. I feel like both of these roles are very casual. So it's really just them being them. what a 20-something in New York City would be, right? So I was about to say, why do you love it so much? Like, I don't know. Do you feel like you're, you have at one time been Mila or Jamie? Um... Or what's her name? Is that her name in the phone, Jamie? I feel like sometimes in film, what happens is yeah. like when we like some uh, films, yeah. it's because we connect like ourselves to like, oh, I I can put myself in this situation. Like I've been here before, or I feel like I've been here before. You know? Yeah, and I don't really think that that's the reason, because mm. I don't think that I've ever like actually watched it and been like, oh my gosh, this is my life. I think that I just love. I, I romanticize it because I romanticize New York City. I've never been, always wanted to go to New York City. It's a dream of mine. Corey and his family think I'm funny because Corey's, mm-hmm. we've talked about this in the last uh, 9-11 episode, but Corey's family is from New York and Queens. And so <laughs> every time I mention wanting to go to New York City, they're like, ew, why? <laughs> nah. But I just, you know, <laughs> New York, New York. Yeah, we'll go. Um, you go see how big them fat ass rats are. <laughs> I don't know. I just like romanticize New York. So I think I've always romanticized this movie because I think that that's what being a young person in New York would be like. You know, killing your career, um, being a top, you know, she was the top, she was a top headhunter. She right. was a boss and she was young, single, killing it. I don't know. I just kind of always, I guess growing up, that's that's kind of who I thought I would be. Um, things, you know, we were go. very different for me, but that's that connection. I love the way. Yeah, I guess that is the connection, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know, but I it's a comfort. It's a comfort thing for me. So what do you? Mm. 
I've already said the same thing like five times already, I feel like, so I apologize. But what do you rate the movie? How do you feel about it? Um, First and foremost, when we go to New York, Katie going to put on her jewelry just to go to the bodega. That's right. <laughs> uh, watch her. What do I rate it? I think that um, with a critical eye, I honestly don't think this is a bad film at all. So I think that it was written uh, very well. I think the story is also very warm and uh, mm-hmm. relatable. Mm-hmm. And relatable meaning like, yes, maybe not everybody's the top headhunter and maybe not everybody's just um, um, a wonderful marketer, brand designer. But we all have like family and we get into these relationships where we don't know if the the ins and outs are going to work out. Right. Mm-hmm. But we feel like they should and we feel some sort of connection. Right. Um, and so I think it did like it's very believable. So I think it's a solid uh Seven, seven and a half, eight. Uh, okay. The rewatchability is great. Of course. So something that you can watch over and over again. So that kind of pushes it up the ladder for me. Um. Yeah. Like if I had to settle like a seven and a half, which is uh, for me, you know, it's higher for on you, mine. That's a good score. Yeah. yeah. Not a bad score at all. I enjoy the film. I'm glad it made a lot of money in the box office. That also probably helped because it came out in the summer. Uh, yeah. But. Either way, made a lot of money in box office, so it was a successful movie. And it was good. All right. Do you have like a favorite part of the movie? A favorite film? I mean, a favorite like scene or... Mm, Of course. And also, if you haven't picked up on this, this is your typical romantic comedy. So I think that my favorite scene, obviously, is the flash mob at the end. Because I'm like, wow, he put so much thought into getting her back. He listened to exactly what she liked. He, even though the whole, and it's funny because it's a romantic comedy movie. And during the movie, they are watching a romantic comedy movie, um, which is what I was talking about. That's like the fake sleepless in Seattle or something. And And they're kind of like making fun of it, right? Yeah, yeah, they're making fun of it because they're both so anti-relationship. They've both been burned in the past. Um, Oh, yeah, that reminds me. Um, So at the beginning of the movie, they are both breaking up with someone. Or mm-hmm. being broken up with. So they both been burned in the past. White. <laughs> um, yes, but also it has, uh, what's her name? Emma. Emma Stone. And she's dating Dylan, whatever. They're going to John Mayer. And she keeps saying, it's John fucking Mayer! Yeah. So every time I think about John Mayer, that's what I say. Um, sorry for the language. But... Girl, this uh, is uh, rated PG-13. <laughs> so... I I think that's my favorite because it's like you want to avoid relationships and you want to make fun of them and how cheesy they are. But then you realize once you are in that relationship or you're trying to woo someone, you'll do anything, you know, you'll do the cheesy stuff just to impress them. So I really like that part, but... Mm. I have several favorite parts. That makes me wonder, what have you what have you ever done for me that was cheesy? Hmm. Um, you I tell wonder. Me. Oh. Tell me. I don't know. I'm asking you. What do you maybe think that I you didn't did think was, it was cheesy? cheesy? Nah, you well, like, okay. Me picking you up from the airport the way I did, I knew that was cheesy. This is true. So, um, but I feel you. But um, you know what I'm saying? Ponder on that for a little. Let that yeah. simmer in your soul. 
Yeah, I'll I want you to do something it. cheesy for me. I want it okay. to be like Velveeta cheesy cheesy. Okay, so maybe I haven't ever done anything cheesy. <gasps> Does that mean Dang. you don't care? I know. Am I a terrible <laughs> wife? Did we just did we no. just come to this conclusion right now that I'm just the worst wife? Girl, if you was the worst <laughs> wife, you would not be on this podcast. <laughs> I tell you that. No, you are the best. Thanks. Oh my gosh, Do you, don't want me to get sappy. Stop. Do you have a favorite part? Yeah, it already did it. When my boy was the rapping. The rap part, yeah. Chris Cross. Chris Cross. Uh, Chris Cross. When my boy was rapping, uh, I think about that all the time. Every time I uh, rap that song, I think about that scene. So do but I. But also, so do I. what it means to like, I feel like when it comes to even you and our relationship, uh, that's something that we would do, right? Yeah. That's something I would do uh, for this you. I feel true. like I probably did do that. So... To me, that scene is very relatable. Um, also enjoy the, um, and this sounds so weird, but I like the, the, the kind of the progression of the, I don't want to be your friend anymore to like, don't go lose, don't lose that girl. Like go get that mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I like the scenes that take place in between that is because as dramatic as it is. Yeah. It's stuff that we have all thought about and we've Been all through. felt that way. Yeah, for sure. That's so, a good point. I, I like it a lot. Um Yeah, there was a time, man, you get your heart broken, you start draking and driving. Drake and drive. Draking and driving. It's it's bad for the soul. Don't do it. But you know, sometimes it'd be like that. That's what you be thinking about. You couldn't True. tell me nothing when nothing was the same was out and I was going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Boy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was driving two o'clock in the morning singing Drake songs. Stop, you sap. I know it was wild, but obviously I made the right decisions. That's right. You feel me? Speaking of, um, was there anything that was like that made you cringe? Let's talk about it. Um, anything that made me cringe. Hmm. I honestly don't think so. I don't think so. Mm. I'll tell you Uh, something that I think that in real life will make people cringe. Okay. Tell me. Remember the scene where they're like teaching each other how to go down on each other? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which also I think is probably going to make their relationship even stronger, right? Right. Because they were trying to just have like, just have casual sex. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I feel like in casual sex, it's very okay to do something like that right uh-huh. versus you get into a relationship then it starts getting a little dicey i feel like and it should be almost the other way around and i feel like if there's one thing that we can apply so the scene itself isn't necessarily cringy besides okay. if you're like someone who doesn't like to watch sex on camera um which that's no shame i said that kind of with a tone but that's no shame you don't watch porn or nothing like that that is a-okay all I'm saying is I'm sure that can probably be a cringy scene for you or any right. of the sex scenes. But also, that also sounds bad. There's no... I, I think you see some butt cheeks, but other than that, there's no like... Yes, I said porn, but yeah. what I'm saying is there's there's not really... It's a movie, so of course right. you're not going to see like full-fledged porn in the movie. Um, but I'm sure there's some people like my mother who does not like watching <laughs> sex on TV. True. You know, something will happen and she'll be like... Oh, <laughs> turn it off or mm-hmm. what is this John Brown movie going on? <sighs> so if you are uh, like my mom out there, 
I'm sure that was cringeworthy. Um, but also, I'm sure it could be cringy if you're like with somebody. Like, can you imagine going like on a date with somebody? Or, to watch this movie. Exactly. Or being like in the friend zone with somebody. Yeah. And then you're like at this movie. And you're like, oh, ooh, this was awkward. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, they fell in love. Right. Could that be us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she like, ah, okay. So Her why do you think it Jamie. was? Why do you think it was cringy? Just because of? I just think that when it comes to it the was, application, or? yeah. Okay. When it comes to application in real life, right? Okay. I don't think that that's how it would actually happen in real life. If you're in like a relationship, relationship. Yeah. Okay. Which I don't know. I feel like it should be different, but I don't think that it is. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you. I don't think I had any cringeworthy moments that nothing when with I her watched mom. it. Um well her and her mom, you can tell that they kind of have a weird relationship. Like she has well, first of all, you can tell she is very independent. She's got her own apartment in New York City and she is she a bread. boss at her job. So you can tell she's independent. Um and you can tell the relationship with her mother, it almost seems like she's constantly wanting her mom's attention. Or what I gained when I watched it is that at one point she was trying so hard for her mom's attention that she just stopped and decided to focus on herself, which is how she became so great in her career. And again, this is just the way I see it from my point of view. Right. So she quit trying to gain her mother's attention and just started focusing on herself and bettering herself. And she did. And then her mom comes back around and she's skeptical at first, but then she thinks that she can actually have a relationship with her mom. And so she gets her hopes up and then her mom leaves and hurts her. So I, that's how I uh, saw that. I, there wasn't anything cringy about it. It is sad to watch though. Um, Cause you see her get hurt in more than one way, Mm-mm-mm-mm. more than one relationship. Dang. Well, how do you feel like, um, let's talk about real life application. Okay. How does, how does this movie translate to real life? Do you think that having a friend with benefits, air quotations, mm-hmm. is something that is actually like successful or sustainable? Um, It can be. I feel like sometimes the... The waters get muddied very easily, but Mm. I think that it can be. So if you are truly just seeking sex out of it and you don't feel connected to this person in any kind of way, like if you aren't attracted to them or if you... You think people out here having sex without attraction? Well, I mean like physical attraction, yes. But if you know that this person is... You know, I think that it might be easier for guys than it is for girls. I'll say that. Oh, because I, let's 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 explore that. Okay, so the reason I say that is because I feel like girls can find a way to make anything work. So I can see every single red flag in you, but I'm gonna look past it to make this work. Where I, and by red flag, I don't necessarily mean like toxic behavior. But if you see that this person doesn't have qualities that you want in a lifelong partner then you're probably not going to want to put in that effort or like guys aren't going to want to put in that effort or they know that this is just what it is, which is just friends. Um, Whereas girls are like, well, maybe I can change him. Maybe I can see that 
he doesn't have career goals. And I know that that's what I want in a partner, but maybe I can inspire him to work harder. You know, I feel like girls and women really try to fix people. And so we're willing to put ourselves in ourselves in situations that we don't necessarily or that we know aren't best for us Mm. to try to prove that to ourselves. So you think about that. That's a lot. I mean, you know, I'm of the mindset, generally speaking, that men have sex with people who they can and women have sex with who they want. Um, Yeah. Which yeah, that's, creates that's a short a, way of saying what I was just saying. Yeah, which creates an interesting um, interesting playing field because I think that they can work, but I don't think that... First off, can we demystify the with benefits aspects? Like, anybody you're having sex with is a friend with benefits, right? Like, even if you're in a relationship, right? True. Um. And if even if you're not having sex with them, like a friend, having a friend comes with benefits. Um, and and obviously we have commandeered the term for it to be like having sex, you know. But it's just weird to think that you don't get. People think that the only thing you get from somebody when you're with that person is just sex. Like like right. men aren't like emotional creatures as well. Right. Um. I feel like there's times that like women forget that. Okay. And men are very emotional, but, and so it is easier to say like, oh, I think it's maybe tougher for women. Um, and I'm not disagreeing, especially when we talk about the societal pressures mm-hmm. that are, are placed on women when it comes to nurturing and relationships uh, and how it's actually kind of big up for men to have multiple sexual partners. Um, it is. I, I have so it many, is. I have so many thoughts, like literally- and we've talked about this before, actually. Do you remember when um, <laughs> I'm in the air our business out here, but let's talk about it. You remember when I made that post on Facebook about monogamy? Yes. How, <laughs> how could I forget? <laughs> Go ahead. Tell, uh, the, oh, tell the crew what you y'all, did. The dog house. I was out here sleeping with Perry in his kennel. Okay, listen. <laughs> All I, I was yeah, Perry. All I said was that I understand what it was something to the 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 tone the the tune of like I understand it actually makes evolutionary sense and I understand why like people don't people have multiple sex partners and like monogamy is like not a thing uh, or I'm very curious about the polygamous lifestyle whatever but I also right. put in there it ain't for me <laughs> okay right but. Katie, like, you go have me out here looking stupid. We ain't about that life. People going to see that and think that you out here trying to creep crawl around on me. Um, exactly. And so we were just, if y'all have not noticed, I have a lot of very opinionated well, and uneasy and thoughts. And sometimes I don't ex- even agree with them. But go ahead. Yeah. Once you explained it and where you were coming from, it definitely made sense. Like, obviously... Like, look at animals. They're not with one partner their entire lives, right? right? Animals just are animals, and we are animals. So that's understandable, but that's not what the status made it seem like. So I was, and we weren't engaged at this point. We were just dating. And I was like, mm-hmm. um, do you think that is a smart thing to put on Facebook without any context? Yeah, I was like, why not? I'm just, I'm not saying. 
I wasn't posting it for an argument. I was just literally having like a, a thought out loud. And I think this was a moment in our relationship where we both learned a little bit of something about each other. Right. True. Um, yeah. which was, which was, you know, <laughs> wild to have. Cause I was like in my head, yo, I was literally like, I did nothing wrong. What is she tripping about? You know what I'm saying? But then the the more I thought about it, the more we, you know, talked and everything else. And I, and you showed me your, your point of view. And I was like, that makes sense. Like, um, the one thing that you hate, one of her biggest pet peeves is Katie don't ever want to be out here looking stupid. That's like, that's her thing. And so I got to protect her. relationships, jobs. Anything. She don't want to be out here looking, looking stupid. Don't have me looking stupid. No. Um, and that's her, and that's her thing. And, and I don't ask, I don't necessarily like subscribe to the same feeling as her when it comes to that, but that doesn't mean I can't protect her feelings. So that's like the lesson that I learned from that. Beyond any of that, what I'm trying to say is that when it comes to sex in general, I think it can work because I do think that as creatures, we are bred to not have just one sexual partner. And that's why mm-hmm. also I think monogamy is so hard. When people right. talk about Which is marriage, why people cheat. Right. 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 When people talk about marriage. That could be a whole other podcast. It episode, really can. But when people yeah. talk about marriage, it is very hard. And like people, you just think that the switch is going to turn off. Man. No. you. It's which like is, acting like. Which is why you have to work for your relationship and you have to like people say, oh, it's not that hard to be faithful. Yes, the hell it is. It is, though, because we aren't monogamous creatures. But that is the point of the relationship exactly. you respect your partner so much and you love your partner so much that you wouldn't hurt them or you wouldn't step out on them and i think that that is what makes yeah the relationship the relationship yeah. yeah uh but i think it definitely can work i i don't think though just like with everything i don't think that it doesn't comes without its uh consequences and Absolutely. so sometimes it ends great but most times it doesn't and also, I think that part of that consequence is that if you believe in soul ties or anything else, that person may still be tugging on you for the rest of your life. Right. If you That's haven't gotten no closure point. or anything That's else. So while you may think that it's just benefits now, it may be something completely different later when you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. still thinking about other people and stuff like that. And so the temptation continues to grow. And you're like, damn, I haven't spoke to this person in 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Right. But shit may happen you still tugged on it right. or you have a dream can you imagine this scenario plays out you're married now this is 30 years later you have a dream about somebody who you slept with 30 years ago where it was just friends with benefits but at the same time right. there's so many connections so i said i've been having dreams no i've not been having dreams and i ain't been <laughs> dreaming about no fish either um <laughs> but i tell people all the time if i had the knowledge that i had now Knowing I was gonna marry the same person, I'd have never dated nobody and never had sex. Yeah. Ever. Like, I don't think it would have made it easier, but I think that, I mean, like, I think it would have made things much easier, especially on the trust aspect, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but I think I we grow through, obviously, we grow through those past relationships. So I think you would definitely have to have the knowledge that you have now. Right. right? And if I didn't, but I think well, that knowledge comes with experiences. So. Spin the block, you know what I'm saying? If I didn't have to, we'd have to spin the block again. Um, so I, let me ask you a little personal one. Have you ever been in a situation ship, a little entanglement? Tuh. Tuh. <laughs> <What the? laughs> Tuh. Oh, boy. And don't bring up I? no shit we ain't never talked about. All right. I'm not oh trying to be boy. caught off guard no, in this moment. No, no, no. You know my entanglement. Well, of you don't have to talk about been. that. Okay. Of course I have been. 
Okay, okay, okay. I have to. Um, a little love triangle, if you will. Mm. Is that that's a movie too, ain't it? Is it? I don't know. I think it is. Love triangle. Have um, you been in an entanglement? Entanglement. In, in, entanglement. No, or I haven't a situationship. Been a situationship. Here's what I have done before. Okay. Um, and I've told you it's the basketball team theory. You know this. I've told told you about this before. Um, I have different players at different positions. That's all I did. That's pretty much it for me. So that probably placed me in some situationships and some mm-hmm. entanglements, but I didn't see that from my side. <laughs> I was just right. being a, a breastfed child running wild. <laughs> Uh, wild out dog. here. Being a dog. Yeah, yeah. Being a dog, I, a lady. Uh, yeah, definitely not a, the greatest time of my life. Uh, and if I could take it back, I would. <clears throat> but at the same time. If I could turn back time. Hey, <laughs> hey. Yeah, I think that um, for most of us who have dated multiple people, and sp- especially those who are sexually active, stop lying to yourself. You've been in one too. Mm-hmm. You've been in one too. We've. I feel like we've all been there we've all had people uh that we probably were like i should have never did that i never should i should have never been with this person right. what the hell was going on uh what was i thinking um but i think that's just the way through life and i think it's this movie kind of depicted it pretty good to where like everything started off cool and then the feelings got involved but I, here's i'm just trying to drop a, a bomb on you real quick i and i used to say this to myself but like you're not out here having friends with benefits without having some feelings. So you didn't just develop the feelings. Right. The feelings was already there. Already there. And you they were was already to there. Suppress them. You were trying to suppress yeah. them. But yeah. now you like, oh, I'll just let them go. Yeah. Because suppressing them is too like, hard. I feel like, I don't know um, if you were told this growing up, but when I was having the talk with my parents, um, specifically my stepmom, about sex. And about how sex can change you as not not only a relationship, but as a person. Like you, and I feel like a lot of girls probably hear this from their from their moms. But when you have sex with someone, you're giving up a piece of you, right? So even if they meant absolutely nothing to you, say it was a one night stand. Sometimes it just like I don't know. No, I, if mean, it's a, I feel like if it's a one night stand, that's different. But if it is a, if it is like a little friends with benefits situation, obviously you're going back for a reason. I still think it's the same. Let me tell you why. Hmm. Tell me. Especially when it comes to stuff like it's a it's a lot of what sex is is about power. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A lot of what sex is is about power and control. Explain. Now there's pleasure in so- okay, especially when it comes to men. But uh, I, I I take this from a man a man standpoint. And I don't think that it's different for women, but here we go. <laughs> I'm, 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 all stuck, I'm stuck. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm trying to say this right so that you can understand the communication. Everybody else can. I don't put my big ass foot in my mouth. Here's what I will say from the understanding of myself, my friends, and a couple other men that I know. Mm-hmm. And we have these conversations and they get deep. When when we have sex with people, we connect with them on a multitude of levels. Mm-hmm. One of them being power, being able to have status to say, I had sex with that girl. 
In okay. a way, I feel like I control you. Hmm. You're always mine. A piece of me believes that you're always mine. I don't care if you get married. I had sex with you. I still hit. Interesting. You hear yeah, people still say that. I, I don't still think hit. Gr- yeah, but I don't think girls think that way. Girl, I don't think I don't think girls think that way directly. Okay. I think connection wise, there's mm, there's still the same thing. Right. I don't think women think that way couldn't like directly, but there's still something there. There's still anytime you like and it may just be control and power over yourself. Maybe you're trying to relate something to yourself. It, it doesn't necessarily even mean to be over somebody else. Uh-huh. Either way, there's so much more that just goes in to sex, which is why I think if you save it till marriage, you will understand how amazing that it is to just be with one partner mm-hmm. and to share that with one partner. And to say, um, and to learn with that one partner, because I'm sure there are plenty of people in a relationship where you think about times, let's say somebody's not doing what you want them to do in the mm-hmm. bedroom. Okay. And maybe somebody else you had sex with before does it better. Okay. And they've known you had sex before. So then when you try to instruct them, they're probably starting to begin like, oh, did somebody, they must've had better somewhere else. So they, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So then you start sizing yourself up to other stuff. And is he thinking right. about other people and this, that, and the third? There's so many ramifications when it comes to being with somebody else. Okay. You know that, I but get, you still take that on that. when it comes to like, there's a power dynamic. Of, and you can even talk about posi- positionally the power dynamic. But I feel like men have more of an ego when it comes to sex than women do. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Of course. Because, but that's I think that from a from a um, evolutionary standpoint, it makes sense for men to have an ego about sex, and it makes sense for women not to really think about it. Explain, explain. If we were in a, let's just say we're just dumb Neanderthals, okay? I'll be just smooth brain monkeys, okay. um, and I'm going a little. I'm putting a hundred on ten with that example, but. What I'm saying is if that we had nothing in our village, but we're still social creatures. So we want to be with other people. But our main drive here, what is our main drive and purpose on this earth when it comes to biology? It is to spread our seed and, and to reproduce. Correct? Mm-hmm. If I can have sex with multiple women, that means I, my seed has more chances and opportunity to reproduce than yours. Right? So I have to have ego in that. I have to have pride in that. I'm built to have ego and pride in that. Oh, you had sex with one woman? <laughs> I had sex with all seven of them. Yours included. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. There's, there has to be. And I'm not saying... So I think from a biological standpoint, it's actually bred in. Which okay. is why I think that like when you talk about... When you break down the science of how often men think about sex versus how often women do... That's a biological thing. It okay. is very much so driven inside of the, the male DNA for being binary. So it, to me, it makes sense for men to have ego and pride about it. And it still goes to today. Growing up, it, being in high school, the coolest dudes were the ones who were having sex. And the even cooler guys were the ones who have sex with multiple people. Fair didn't make sense at all right like it's like okay 
you probably had terrible sex with 17 people. (laughs) (laughs) But it didn't matter if it was bad or not, right? Didn't matter. And then news flash to women. Um talk about talk bad about us if you want to. It doesn't matter. If we still have sex, we don't care. (laughs) We don't we don't care. You can be like he had a small meat. We don't care. Yeah, hey, we do not care. We don't care. We still hit. So <laughs> like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt our feelings. Um, generally speaking. I mean, actually it kind of does if you do it. There's ways to do it. You want to learn how to cut to a man's heart? You already know. You're a woman. All I right. want to tell you. All right. We know. You already know. <laughs> cut to the cut to the man's heart. Let that man know. What? Move nah, along. I can't. I'm like, what? <laughs> You've been harping on this cut to the man's heart. I'm like, huh? Nah, I can't listen. I can't give all the sauce away because then y'all gonna do it. But I feel like women, y'all already know how to do it. Just use it. Uh, use that knife very sparingly and don't do it all the time. Anywho, that's all I got to say on that. <laughs> that's all I got to say on that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Moving on, we are going to ask each other a couple of questions. So we have a list here of a hundred questions to ask huh? your significant other. What? A hundred. There's a hundred. We're only going to ask a couple, so you know. How's uh, it? Not going to go through all hundred. So okay. um, there's a list of hundred questions. Pick two or three that you want to ask me, and then I will pick two or three to ask you, and we can just go back and forth, and then okay. we'll wrap it up. Okay. All right. Who want to go first? I'm going to ask you a question first. Okay. I'm nervous because I don't know what's coming. Uh, I don't like okay. to be unprepared. That's okay. I like it off the top. Okay. Off the top. Mm. Um, what's the biggest lesson you learned from your worst breakup? Oof. Um, I think my biggest lesson learned is... Self-respect um, in a multitude of ways. And I say that from every breakup that I've had, self-respect, because mm-hmm. um, I have always, this is going to sound weird, but I have always been broken up with um, because I am too much of a pansy to let things go when I should. So, um, well, I say that, but the entanglement I, so. I did, the entanglement I did break off myself. So, Um, I just finally said enough is enough, but I think that self-respect and then, and trusting my gut, um, because when you're broken up with, of course, you're like, why, what did I do? What's wrong with me? And you want to prove to this person that the relationship is working, right? But you have to respect yourself enough to know that person doesn't want me. That person said that they don't want me. So I need to know that I, it's time for me to move on. It's time for me to focus on something else because I deserve somebody who wants me. Right. I deserve somebody who is going to give me everything. And that is never going to think about breaking up with me or tell me that they don't love me anymore or, you know. Mm. So having the self-respect to walk away when things are over. Mm, okay that's a good lesson good lesson mm-hmm. to learn all right your turn all right let me let me find a question hmm this is a good one since you like music which song describes our love story best 
Oh damn. That's I, I feel like that requires homework. Um what song best true. describes our love story? Mm-hmm. And you can't pick um, Love Story by Taylor Swift. I don't even know that song. Uh, <laughs> Do <laughs> Why are sing you fronting it. right now? Sing it, sing it. Romeo, take me somewhere oh, we yeah, can yeah. be alone. Uh, da, 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 yeah, da, you fronting. I don't be no. I don't know the word. I know that part. Um. All right, let me think. It got to be like a J Cole song, maybe. Something like a fold clothes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, oh, you know what fold it is? Clothes for you. No, I'll tell you what it is. You can fold my clothes. <laughs> Hold on. Well, how you feel about uh, <laughs> what about wet dreams? Uh, what? <laughs> J. Cole wet dreams? I know what the song is. How does that describe our relationship? <laughs> I love you. I'll be having wet dreams. No, I was just joking. Uh oh. let me I'll, I'll look up the lyrics real quick. Watch. Watch just talking watch about a girl in math class. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I don't, it didn't have to be the exact thing. Goodness gracious. I can't, there's no way I want to find a <laughs> song about a, somebody going bowling and it, come on. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying? Long hair, you know, pretty skin with the fat ass. Ah, that's you. Okay. Okay, you got mad jokes. Okay, we used to pass no slash text. Oh, so you think I'm funny? Exactly. It started off innocent, but I was digging it. I was a young and straight cussing, trying to straight crushing, trying to play it cool, because you know I was, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I couldn't wait to get to school because we also met at school at Tarleton State, so don't play that. Um, you know, and then it got to the, you know, I ain't never did this before, no. But I was obsessed with you, you know what I mean? I tried to be All with right. you. It's a story, you know, it's a nice little origin story about You're how people got together. With me. I'm still obsessed with you. Aww. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. I'm gonna say that. And then, then how I feel about you sexual attraction wise, you know, it makes sense. Song Wet Dreams. J. Cole Wet a, Dreams. That was that was quick. All right. Next question. You ask me. Oh, okay. Can I ask you question sixty four? <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> 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 let's move on <laughs> I can't do that let's move on okay alright alright can't do that can't do that what about 27 nah maybe not 27 hold on um <laughs> <laughs> you're like no let's not talk about let's go no I don't okay. you can talk about it if you want to no here we go 22 what's one of my best qualities 22 what's one of your best qualities okay um, my, you have a plethora of good qualities that I adore and Thank wish you. that I had more of, but my huh? favorite quality, I'm messing with you, <laughs> my, that I wish I had more of my favorite quality about you though. And I see this every single day. Um, even when sometimes you may not be feeling like it, but you have this ability to, even if you're down, even if you're going through something, you can put on a brave face, you can smile, you can joke, you can laugh, you can sing, you can act like nothing is wrong with you. Um, and sometimes I feel like that can be avoiding an issue and that we need to talk about something, but it's really admirable because you don't let situations that you're in or phases that you're going through hinder you. And 
to me, that's an amazing quality of a husband um, because you always put me and when eventually when we have a family one day, I know that you'll always put the family above you. Um, and not to say that you're not going to be taking care of yourself, but you are such a selfless person. Um, and yeah, I really admire that. So glad oh, I got you. My little, my little heart. My little I heart. Know. I can be sweet, huh? You can. I like that. That was a cheesy and sappy. Not at all. <laughs> okay. Okay. You go um. You sure I can't ask you 64 or 63? What did you say? I said, you sure I can't ask you 64 or 63? Um. Let's see. Oh, this is, come on. This is going to be easy. I got off the top. Let's go. Y'all, this this list is amazing. I'm going to send y'all, we should put this list out. Yeah, we should. Ooh, this is a good question. Would you rather be loved, respected, or admired? Mm. Um... Loved, it could, because I I honestly believe, and you know this, and most people know this. The way that I believe in love, you can, the love doesn't come without respect. Yeah, no, that's um, exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah, love doesn't come without respect, and and almost a certain level of admiration as well. Um, so I'm very much so Corinthians love kind of person. So, um, none of those are like you know Westernized romantic love, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would take that over anything to to have that love because it means that people will respect me and they will be empathetic and they will be nurturing and caring. Um, yeah, and 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 treat me in a way that is very amazing because they do love me. So easy question, easy. That's a good okay. question though. Easy question, but good question. Um, <laughs> what about fifty two? <laughs> No. Okay. What is wrong right. with you? All right. Y'all, I'm trying to get her to ask, answer these freaky questions on here, too. I know. And I'm not <laughs> trying to just put my business on Front Street. Oh, we can put it on the back street. Okay. No. What's your favorite thing about our relationship? Ooh. You're asking all the questions where I just have to dote on you. Mm. Okay, fine. Um, fine. No, 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 no. My favorite thing about our relationship is really our sense of communication, um, the way that we communicate with each other, I feel like we've never really, I want to say we never fight because we obviously have tiffs um, and go through, you know, normal relationship stuff, but nothing ever escalates to where we're just not speaking to each other or we're thinking that we're on the verge of calling it quits or anything like that, right? So, I also love that the way that you and I have the same thoughts about marriage, we obviously talked about this before getting married. When you and I decided we were going to get married, it was that, right? So it was till death do us part. Like we are going to work through anything that we can work through. I said that. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um. 
So I really love that about us. I love that there is the comfort that I have in knowing that there is nothing that we can't make it through because I know that you are as committed as I am. And so no matter what we come across, we are going to come up with a solution. And I feel like our communication is great. Like even though, of course, we have, you know, the back and forth that couples have or that any relationship has, we always talk through it. And we always come up with a solution. Or sometimes we just say, you know what? You feel the way you feel. I feel the way that I feel. Thanks for sharing that. Let's move on. And we don't come up with a solution because not everything needs a solution. You know, Mm -mm. some things just need to be, it is what it is. And we move on. And we know how the other feels about it in the, in the future. So I think our, our communication is my favorite thing. Okay. Okay. And just the fun that we have together. You know, you're truly, truly my best friend. We are so goofy together. We have the most inside jokes. I feel like, ever i mean there are so many stay with goofy inside jokes. yes and if you're ever around me and Corey, we can just say something that you probably don't understand where it's from but him and i do and it's usually like a tiktok or a vine or something reference um but then we also see things we'll see things at the same time and we'll both go like hmm? huh? and i <laughs> automatically know what you're thinking you know what i'm thinking so it's it's uh, amazing to be connected that's right. Same wavelength. We've said mm, that mm, since mm, day one. Every time we say something at the same time, we're like, oh, we're on the same wavelength. And we do this little thing with we our arms. We do a little dance like this. Uh, a little uh. wave with our arms. Since day one. All right. Yeah. Uh, ask me one more and then I'll ask you one more and we'll, we'll wrap it up. Okay. One more. Okay. What was the best trip you've ever taken? Best trip I've ever taken uh, was a trip where we flew to Charlotte and saw Lil John in the airport. We met Matt there. Matt was in uh, Savannah at the time, so he flew up to Charlotte. He got on a plane with us. We flew to Puerto Rico. We stayed in Puerto Rico. Puerto. Puerto Rico. For some time, and then we got on a cruise ship and cruised around the Caribbean islands out there. So we went to Barbados. Um, we went to... Is it Barbados uh, or Barbados? Barbados. That's what they said out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, but for you all, Barbados, we went to St. Martin. We went to St. Thomas. Um, St. Kitts. Yes, yeah, so we went to St. Kitts and Nevis. And that was... That's probably my favorite trip. I've done a lot of trips, but that one was my favorite because it was really close knit and it, I just had so many wonderful experiences that happened on that trip and really some like eye-opening moments on that trip too into life, like some some very like life eye-opening moments. And it was it was just great. Uh, and then we came back and we stayed in Puerto Rico a little bit longer. Uh flew to Miami, chilled in Miami for a little bit, flew back to uh Dallas. So it was a nice uh le- like That's lengthy fun. trip. Um I got played on the airplane. Now, so this is obviously before I met Katie, y'all. I'm sitting. I got nice seats in Miami, and we on one of them big planes. I'm talking about <laughs> four big seats plane. on the right, um, a big row in the middle, double decker with another row on the left. I mean, it's a big plane. I've never been on um, a plane that big. Yeah, we on one of them them international planes, all right? And um, I sit next to this girl, 
And I'm sorry, Katie. Don't mean to be disrespectful. She was very no, pretty. Okay. I'll put it like that. Go ahead. She, Go ahead. She's very pretty. I'm like, all right, I'm trying to shoot my shot. You know what I'm saying? I like a little three-point like Steph Curry. So I'm like, yeah, I got four hours to, you know, lay down the law. <laughs> <laughs> and um, man, before the flight took off, some girl came up to me, tapped me on the shoulder. I looked back and she's like, hey, um, I just really think like I have a question and I know this is kind of weird. And I'm like, okay. Does she think I'm like a superstar or something? Because that'd be cool. I'll play that off too. Uh, did I, I get two of them? You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She thought you were Ruben Studdard, right? Wow. <laughs> Everybody's looking for that something. Anyway, um, Katie loves to make fun of me because I, I was like I do. Ruben Studdard. But no, she asked me, hey, I've never flown before and this is like my friend. And I just would really love to sit by her. Is that okay? And I sat there. This is funny, y'all. I sat there for like 20 seconds in silence and just staring dead at her. And really what I was thinking in my head is like, am I getting played right now? Did the girl beside her hit her up like, yo, come get me? You know what I'm saying? Or like, yeah, what happened? And I'm, and I'm also thinking to myself, I can say no and sit here and shoot my shot. But the wonderful guy that I am, I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. Yeah, I got you. Where are you sitting at? She's like, oh, okay, I'm back here. Bruh. She literally is on the last row of the plane. In front of the bathroom, and I'm sitting next to a guy. Mind you, I'm like 280 at this time. This guy that's sitting next to me has got to be 450. Mm-hmm. So she probably wasn't playing you. She was probably no. trying to get out of. She's trying she to get was. out. Of, yep. And it yeah. was wild. And I was sitting next to them, and I kept getting hit by the cart because uh, people were coming back there hitting me, trying to get in the bathroom. People were hitting me with the cart, going up and down the aisle. And so I actually made like a friend with the uh, flight attendant. She was real cool. She was like, "I hate that you're back here." And I was like, yeah. She was like, I'm going to try to see if you can get something in first class. But there was no seats up there. So she was really nice. Um, but it was a full plane. So that's 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 that story. Mm. Um, I have a lot of stories from that trip. But I do remember that one uh, very vividly. Sitting in the back of that damn plane. Smelling piss and shit all day. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Goodness gracious. Last question for me. And then we'll wrap it up. All right. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, man. Let me just. Let me just. Is there anything that you've always wondered about me but have hesitated to ask or here i'll give you a double one you can either answer that or you can answer do you have a personal flaw that you fix if you could your choice those are both very good um for for the first question no because you know me i'm gonna ask and sometimes i talk too much sometimes i should shut up sometimes but um I ask if I want the answer to something. So uh, the second one, if a personal flaw that I have that I would fix if I could. Mm-hmm. Do you? You can say no. Um, yeah. Um, I wish I could dance. And That's I know that seems... It is. It is a flaw because I feel like everything else I could work on, right? Dancing, I feel like you're either born with rhythm or you're not. This and is I am not one true, of those y'all. People, this, this is. I'm true. one of those people that was not born with rhythm. Listen, rhythm can dance. be taught. Rhythm can be taught. Feel mm, the beat of the, the, the music. Maybe she's born with it. Nah, you got it. And you got a thing back there too. So I'm going to try to get you in some lessons So because I'm trying to see that thing rumble. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's mine. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay, so we could ask these questions for forever. However, we're not going to do that. Actually, what I think I might do is I like, get on live one night and just anybody who pops in, I'm going to ask you all the questions. Maybe y'all can ask those questions. Um, but we have been here for over an hour. We're about to wrap it up right now. We thank y'all for staying. We will be yes. back next week, hopefully with some guests. Uh, so y'all tune in for that episode. So Absolutely. Uh, I tried to wrap it up very nicely nas- last week. Obviously, it doesn't work. That's why I have Katie do it because she's the expert at this. So uh, the wonderful, the beautiful, because she got that thing, the beautiful, the wonderful, and and pumpkin spice loving That's wife right. that That's she me. is. Send us away. All right. You know what to do when you're sitting on the couch watching Gilmore Girls because it's fall and Netflix asks, are you still watching? Always press next. Bye, y'all. Bye.